Do Let's it. go. What's up, Tony? Good to see you. Tony, how's it going, What's man? Up, brother? How you doing? You good? Let's get this yeah, in yeah. here, bro. Boom. So right? you're from Staten Island, born and raised? No, no, no. I'm from, uh, actually, I'm from Bay Ridge. I was born in Bay Ridge. Okay. Now, yeah. You're Jewish? No, no, no. I'm, I'm oh. Palestinian. I'm Arabic. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> Everyone, close I, enough, I, right? I, listen, I identify as an Italian, all right? My pronouns are forget about it. I'm not Italian at all. I'm Arabic, 100%. Oh. So this is the thing. I... I I had a crazy life. I, I'm Arabic. I speak Spanish. I speak. I speak some Russian, some Greek. <laughs> I'm a very worldly person, but I can't spell in English because I'm like retarded. <laughs> <laughs> Why so many languages? I don't know. Growing up, I was in special ed. I was in remedial classes, special ed, EC, all that stuff. I got extra time, like on the SATs. I on everything, I, just like in general. But uh, I, I just have like some deficiencies in certain areas in the educate, well, like quote unquote retaining information that I don't really want to listen to. If something interests me, I'll learn. Like I know every car, tail light, just by looking at it. I know every car. You know what I mean? Is that OCD? I don't know. I think it's autism. Okay, but well, before we get into a topic that doesn't interest you, what are you what are you uh, super passionate about? I used to also Obviously love stand, license plates. By stand the way. up comedy, stand up for comedy. sure. Yeah. Uh, I, I died two years ago and got back into comedy two years ago. Yeah, like I had a heart attack. My heart stopped for 15 seconds. And yeah, yeah, yeah I'm dead serious. What did you see? I didn't see anything. I just, you know, I, I was, what happened was I took an edible. Uh, it was a punch bar. I got it from some guy. It wasn't like dispensary quality. What's, what's a punch bar, by the way? Punch bar is like a chocolate bar. It's the brand. It was supposed to be that. But who who knows what it really was. It was like traces of some kind of synthetic thing. I think it might have been fucking fentanyl in there or some shit. Next thing you know, I'm fucking dead. You know what I mean? And I'm dead serious. Dead serious. And this was like right around Christmas. My family, in my family's house, my father, my mother were there. I have a condition with my heart where I have like an irregular heartbeat. So they thought it was that. And then I went to the hospital. So what happened was I passed. You see this like scar on my chin right here? Go check out where Scarbros. Yeah, we're fucking Scarbros. Where'd you get that scar fucking from? Lit. I had jaw surgery. I have Fuck. like metal plates in my face. Oh, shit. Well, it's because I had like an uncentered jaw. So it wasn't yeah, like gangsta I understand. the way I got it, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's fucked. <laughs> but yeah, so like that happened. And then next thing you know, I'm getting defibrillated in the, in the emergency room. I wake up. I got fucking 30 stitches on my fucking right here. 30. I'm like, holy shit. What the fuck happened? First of all, I when I woke up with the defibrillator, I thought I was I was like, oh my, I was oh shit, what's, what's what the fuck's going on? Like I'm panicking. I literally thought I was gonna die. Like I felt my heart beating in all sorts of ways it never beated before. It just felt sick. Everything was warm, and then next thing you know, the guy's like, I'm gonna put a catheter in your neck. It's gonna be a temporary pacemaker. We're gonna hit your neck. I'm like, no, 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 no. no. I took an edible. I told them right off the bat. So then they did the EKG, and they said it was a heart attack. What's EKG? EKG is uh, an electrical um, picture of your heart. Because your your heart, our bodies run off electricity. Most of y'all fucking retards don't know that, but it's running off electricity. And what happened was they actually got to jumpstart your car, like, the, like your heart. Like, you know what I mean? So my shit was out. And when he showed me the printout... Of my heart, beep, like one, two, three, 15 seconds, bro. I was like, what? He's like, but people normally die for up to three minutes and we can resuscitate them. So it's fine. But might have like, you have been dead before you got to the hospital though? No, it happened multiple times. This is what happened. So I, I passed out in my house, woke up. My brother woke me up. My brother. 
he woke me up in my house. I was all white. The EMT was there. They were just getting there. They started checking my blood pressure. My blood pressure was very low. Uh, I had multiple heart attacks. From edibles? From the edible. Multi- it was a couple. The, the, the one that they registered was the one that, that was in the hot. When I was in the hospital, they registered Yo, So bro, two heart attacks from one edible. It was like, I don't know. He said it was a round of multiple short heart attacks. Yeah, yeah, it was scary, bro. It was crazy. I still have that bracelet from the fucking hospital on my thing. Now I only buy, I buy my weed from fucking dispensaries whenever yeah. I smoke. And That's like insane. That. I've never heard of a situation where somebody actually had a full, like, almost death experience. I've overdose. heard of people freaking out. So it was an overdose from weed, but there might have been something else that was cut. In yeah, the, yeah. It was like, it was in, from what, from, you, you don't want me to look at the camera. You can look at me, look at the camera. Doesn't matter. I'd say both. It doesn't no, matter. Let's do both. No, no, hundred no, percent. So, like, if you're explaining something, you kind of look that's down what at I was the doing. camera, and then when you're talking to me, you that's, do what both. Was, yeah, that's what I was. So, like, doing. you're actually here. We're talking, brother. Yeah. So, so what? What? Ha- what happened? With the, <laughs> <laughs> I actually started comedy, bro, in 2013. Yeah, I used to do shows with fucking Sam Morell on a regular basis. Mark Norman. I was, Mar- me and Mark Norman and Sam Morell were on shows like three times a week. Together, because I used to work for Ryan DeCalos. He used to bring her shows, uh, yeah, and I used to be a bar- I used to be a barker for him. Uh, I actually got punched in the face once as a barker. In, Let's get to that after in this Times Square, attacks, please. In Times Square. Oh shit! Were you wearing one of the backpacks and the headset? I don't know. I think I I, I might have been a little over the top. I'm like, yeah, you want to buy a fucking ticket, you jerkle? Oh and shit! I got he was English or something. Or some he shit. was I British. Know. No, I fuck. I was fucking with him in English. I don't know who it was. <laughs> I was just fucking around. Yeah. And then next thing you know, I cry, I cracked. But uh, yeah, no, I, I so I stopped comedy for a couple of years, almost four. This is my eighth year back into comedy now. But like since the two years I was back, so I had after a four year break, in two years I went from doing five minutes on stage here and there, two years, to now I'm doing two, three feature spots a week, doing 25, 30 at Governors in front of 300 people, 200 people. Going on the road with Danny Lopriore all, all across the East Coast. I'm past at like five clubs. It's like getting paid to do. Like, dude, what I got I got handed like $300 for like this three-show weekend or whatever. I'm not going to say the club, but just in general. And I'm like, I just made $300 in a week. Like, that's, I mean, for me, I was, I'm excited about that. Because I did comedy for six years prior. Yeah. And I got nothing. I got no pass that, no clubs. I was very inconsistent. I was bombing all the time. But two years back, I've been doing it. The only thing different, every day. I want to talk about every day. getting back to the yeah. edible initially. Were you a weed smoker? Yeah, I've been a pothead since I was 14 years old. Okay. There, maybe like 12. My dad smoked weed with me when I was younger. Was there any change in your mindset after you had this near-death experience? Like, did you see? Yes. I, I know I asked you I initially. I take life seriously, and I okay. finally see the purpose of my life. I feel like there's I'm on a mission. Like, dude, I I I, I mean, I don't know how many things I could say on this. I, I hope it's past the Please, statue. Of if, dude, if you say if you say anything bad and you want me to cut it, I got you. All right, uh, but I used to fucking I used to, I used to rob the ice cream truck. I worked for the Italian mob in Staten Island at one point. They thought I was Italian. I'm Arabic. The reason why I, people always like so you're Italian, right? And they keep saying that. It's like I'll do my whole set. 
And I'm like, yeah, I'm fucking Arabic. But when they were looking for me during 9-11, I'm like, I don't see no fucking Arabs <laughs> over here. I'm eating a chicken palm hero. This fucking Arab guy comes up. They come like that now, these people, huh? That's fucking something right, else. But let's get back to your dark time, bro. The dark times? The, yeah, man. So, like, yeah, that changed me. When I died, I had a whole new... Just like, why am I not doing comedy? I was working with my brother for the last four years before the doing comedy again and the heart attack. How old were you when the heart attack happens? Two years ago, so I'm 30 years old. What are the odds? Yeah. Dude, Rami Youssef from the Rami show came up to me in 2015. It was like the, I think it was 2015, Arab American Comedy Festival at the Comic Strip. Gave me his number. We exchanged numbers. He was a funny kid. I was just so arrogant. Had my foot up my ass. I didn't really like reach out to a lot of comics. I didn't understand how comedy worked back then. I was doing it all on my own. I wasn't communicating. I wasn't like bonding with the right people. You know what I mean? But anyway, so he gave me his number. Next thing you know, I leave comedy. I come back. He's got the fucking Rami show. It's crazy. You know, like, so I said to myself, and then I'm sitting in the hospital the whole night for two days with my heart, monitoring my heart, thinking about what I did. Then my parents found out I did I, I did weed or whatever. And my mom and dad are both like, my dad has to pretend like he's disappointed. Meanwhile, me and him smoke together. <laughs> he's like, I am so disappointed in you, Tony. You are a fucking idiot, you know? And my mom, she's like, my mom's like a Christian beyond Christian. Like if I pull up my phone, all you'll see on my phone from my mom. It's just Bible quotes. It's Bible quotes. Pray. I want you to... If you feel the presence, she calls me. Do you feel the presence of God? Now, has she always done this or this is just recent? Always, always, especially after I fucking died. But you never took them seriously when she would take, when she would send you messages I like that a, initially, you were like, eh, whatever. I have a strong connection with God, but I feel like the world is broken. Everyone's so fucked up. People are like, oh, Jewish. First of all, everyone's getting played. Everyone's getting played. Everyone thinks they know the right God. Everyone is born, like, for instance, my mom thinks the gays are going to die in, in hell because that's what God says. She thinks that if you're not Christian and you don't follow the, the Bible, you go to hell. But I said to my mother, I'm like, Mom, listen, everybody in life, it's like a big experiment. People are laughing. Who, whoever's running the show here in this world. You think it's a simulation too? I don't know about simulation, but listen to me. Hold on. This is my theory. I think... Black, white, Chinese. Everyone's like, oh, that's racist. That's this. I'm a human being. I'm making fun of human beings. That's what I'm doing. I'm not making, because I do a lot of impressions. I speak yeah, the language. I saw your set at Gotham, by the way, that short set. You did a great job, man. That, it, you did it a great was, job. You want to know something? I didn't, I, to, I, don't, I don't do five minute sets a lot, to be quite frank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I kind of got nervous there. I never get nervous. And I just... At that particular show, it was like very high stakes, I feel like. High know? stakes, and I felt like I should have just ran the light. I do way better when I have no when no time limit. Just to reverb what I was just saying, yeah. uh, it was a sh comedy showcase. They were filming it, and everybody was doing five minutes, and there were probably 30 comics on the show, and that's where I saw Tony. But anyway, I mean, I didn't ahead. do terrible, but you know, for me, in my head, I didn't have time to finish the last joke the way I wanted it, and I shouldn't even have put it in. And then also, I didn't. I felt like I didn't connect 100%. You know what I mean? I'm very honest with myself, and that's how I'm able to, like, build my, 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 uh, my, and develop myself. You know what I mean? If you're not honest, so back to the whole thing about life and race you know, and like all that. Like being honest with yourself, yeah. No, no, besides that, like, the whole, 
um, like what this world is, I feel like it just it's designed for controversy and conflict. And the way the like the media runs the world, it's always talking about the bad, bad, bad. Nobody ever tries to unite people, bring the good. If you think about it, when you when like we're doing comedy, right? It's like a big community of comics. Everyone's gay, black, Chinese. It doesn't matter. We all hang out. We're all boys. We're all comedians. It's like a big and 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 in America, there's hundreds of thousands of pockets of that in all different aspects of different careers and hobbies all these different people hanging out and you know what people that bring up this racist shit it's always the people that are like the white people or like you know what I mean it's like trying to tell like you know what I'm saying? I feel like it's a big experiment and it's just we have to break this cycle of repetitiveness well I think in comedy also people are less intimidated by people who don't look like them. You know, when you are in the middle of the country and you only see one race of people your entire life until you're 50 years old, it's like anybody who comes in is an outsider, theoretically. Yeah. But in comedy, we like, yeah, like, to your point, we see a transgender, a gay, a black guy, an Italian guy, and a Jewish guy on the same show. Yeah. And, it, and you want Especially being in New York. Yeah, let everyone do what they want to do. I, I can care less. I mean, just don't try to fuck me in the ass because like, I don't, <laughs> I don't get like that. I'm a fucking man, by I was raised by Italians. <laughs> I fuck gave you fucking. At least use some lube, right? But anyway, going going back to <laughs> what you were saying in terms of like, uh, I guess changing your mindset to now your your mom sends you these quotes and you take them more seriously. Uh, Is that maybe the I case? I don't believe in religion like that. To be honest with you, I believe in good. I believe in the Chinese yin and yang. In every good person, re, like a truly good person, there is a little evil which I consider myself like I robbed charities growing up and I stole from the ice cream truck. I did a variety of things. So I that's used, the yin and now you're, you, I'm a mainly, a, a no, I'm mainly a good person, but I still like walk around shop, right? Eat sushi and not pay for it. And then buy other things because if I'm buying other things, it can't, it cancels out because they've raised the prices anyway. And they, incorporate the price if you steal are you talking about like stealing from a whole yeah. food some shit like that it's not stealing if you're buying like i'm buying and i'm tasting things it's like it's still it's so what's the, an example of that it's like the way the old school uh small town like if you go to the israel you taste some grapes oh try this no problem try this okay you know america everything's so corporate you come you buy no i want to open i want to see what i'm getting i want to taste it a little bit <laughs> the fuck's the problem why are you so high strung listen it, they're making plenty of money you see the stock it's going up that's why when i go to costco i make it those free samples if you time it right you can get breakfast lunch dinner and then possibly yeah, dessert that's true that's like i was in the i flew back from wyoming i went to a wedding this past weekend and oh, i was yeah. in the delta lounge like bro i ate everything in sight that's I what i'm gonna get my money delta lounge that's crazy Hell Hell yeah dude well it's a uh, an amex card that so i it's have like a business card for the whole for the, for the whole year, yeah, not bad. I think, yeah, but then you get free access to eating. You know what I mean? But just get the perks of America because that's how you have to do it. <sighs> that's how I. That's you know what I'm saying? I, I, I want to. Sorry, I keep going back to. No, uh, no, no. This is just fascinating to me. What was your mindset like when you woke up in the hospital? You like you need to start taking life seriously. Yeah, for the most part. I I said I, I to be honest with you, and, and I say this like speaking as humble as possible. I've always known like. I was like, I was going to be great at comedy. Like I I always was, back in the day, I used to murder and then bomb. Like it was either or. I, when I was killing, I was killing. 
But then when I was bombing, I had no idea how I would just mentally break down to the point where sometimes I'd walk off the stage. It was so bad. Now I could be having the worst set. I'm never giving up. I'm just going, let's do this. Let's fight. I'm going to fight this fight. You know what I mean? And it's like, I truly understand what comedy is. Now that I've left it, had that death experience, and now I take it very seriously. But I do it seven days a week for the last two years. Seven days a week. And I record every set I have. Every set is recorded on video. Yeah. What was your childhood like? Vicious. <laughs> I was abused physically, mentally. I'm still abused mentally and physically. Not physically. Mentally by comedy, maybe. No, 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 no. My, my family, like my brother will like walk in my room fucking naked. What's up, pussy? Get up. I'm a fuck-ass silly, like shit like that. Yeah, my dad walks Where around. Where did he get that from? Jail? He watches Mike Pena, the guy from, the, from YouTube. He's like, get up, pussy. It's like 7 in the morning. Like I'm like going to sleep at 3 in the morning. So I just, I had a major fight with my brother like two months ago. I moved out. My brother's a director. He's the director of photography and like film and he does commercials and he, sh he just shot an Adidas commercial, like the campaign for tennis. Yeah. I played college tennis, by the that's way. Fire. So that's fire. You look fire. like you have the legs for like the lateral move. Let's go. No homo. <laughs> Pause. <laughs> Pause. <laughs> I just could tell this guy's springy. For the lateral movement. I <laughs> love that. Lateral movement. Never heard that. But people He's say I do look like a tennis player too. Oh, yeah, I do. Also, like just stick it. right there. He's got the tennis racket right there. Oh, yeah, next to the motivational books. But anyway, God bless. your family. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, no. So I was going through that. And then finally, I was like, you know what? I'm going to move out. And my, my brother, he's like, I just had like a little spasm of autism. <laughs> you heard that? Sometimes I smoke weed and it's like, I get so high. I'm like, oh yeah, you just blaze. <laughs> and you're like, what? Have you ever been diagnosed with aut autism? I have something. I'm telling you. I well, if you were in special ed, maybe you did have something. No, I was in special ed. But bro, I sucked in school also though. And well, I had extra time I'm on SATs. I'm an extremely intelligent person. In terms of like, I'm a very talented driver. I was a driving teacher. I had a lot of jobs. I'm a, like a professional, like line cook at a restaurant that makes millions of dollars. I'm like a fucking jack of all trades and actually master of all. If like, you're passionate about something, you can focus I'm and passionate you can about, control it. I'm passionate about food because I used to be 300 pounds. Bro, what was, the hell? Was, we're unveiling the fucking was, cloak, dude. Yeah, I never showed you my fat picture. No, well, and we're gonna pop it up right here as you're as you're showing me. Can you send that to me? After, yeah, yeah, after yeah. you do I'll that, I'll show you. I couldn't see my dick till I was 21. Bro, that looks nothing like you. I mean, look at my hairline though. For real though, you see my hairline? Your hairline's a little tough, but that for, looks nothing. No, like it's not you tough. Do. It's bad. Not my bad mother, tough. I meant like not like my, gangsta tough. Like my mom cut my hair. She back. like put a bowl on your head. No, I don't know. She didn't even need a bowl. She just did the Arabic Straight hair. up. Damn, dude. Okay, so you moved out of your... You're no longer roommates with your brother, but what about your relationship with your mother and your father? No, we're good. We're all good now. I think my brother gives me a little more respect now because my brother, he's like a big director of photography in his head and he thinks like... Guys. He's older than you? Yeah, my brother's got like, you know, a couple million dollar company and stuff. He's got like film production gear. You know, he makes... He's, he's got, like, the facility and the capacity in terms of equipment and gear to probably facilitate, like, a 5 to, to $10 million movie solely on the equipment he owns. You know what I mean? Like, if he added another couple dollars to the budget, I'm just saying, like, he's got a... Yeah, he's got, like, three Alexas. 
He's got a five ton grip truck. You motivated by your brother's success? Uh, I'm not, you know, it's kind of weird. Cause like my brother and me are like the ugly ducklings and not the ugly, like the family is all doctors. I have 38 first cousins. My mom was born out of nine and my dad was born out of uh, three. Yeah. And my, my, my mom, her family, they, um, so I have like an uncle married a Spanish woman. I have an uncle that married French. I have an uncle that married, you know, like all different you guys Italian. Are like the United Nations. Yeah. That's exactly what my holiday, <laughs> every holiday, it's like the United Nations meets <laughs> up and has dinner. Like, can you pass the mashed potatoes, Noni? Motherfucker. No, pass the mashed potatoes. A little Russian guy in there, maybe? What is problem? I am from Russia. What is problem? If there is problem, I'm from Ukraine, okay? So whatever <laughs> the problem is. I want to start carrying multiple multiple chains. Like, I'll have them. With, like, the, the flags on so it? So, like, no, no, no. Like, let's say I have the Star David separate chain, right? I go to, like, a Jewish establishment or whatever. I go in there. I got the Star David out. Manishma, he said that. Oh, Manishma. You know, I know all the Jewish slang. Yeah, hey, what these? You know, what these? What these? You know, <laughs> I want a buga. You know, I'm Jewish. <laughs> I was just shopping at BNH. You know, with the family. <laughs> you know, and then they're like, "Oh, he's one of us." But if I have the cross, I'm like, they're like, "Where are you from?" I'm like, uh, "I'm from uh, I'm from Israel." Oh, he's a Christian Palestinian. Ah, it's good. He, no, no. So one time I did a show with this guy Yoni. <laughs> You know Yoni? Maybe. The, the Jewish one? guy. I yeah, don't know. The, you know? Who, the Yoni? I don't, know, I don't know. I don't know. He's some Jewish comedian. Yeah. So he has a show, like 40, uh, 40 Israeli guys in there, all Israeli uh, people, right? So he introduces me as the comedian, but he goes, hey guys, I have a surprise. Uh, we got the Palestinian here. We cut one, you know? Hey <laughs> guys. He's like, uh, but don't worry, you know, he's a, he's a Christian. <laughs> So it's not say safe, you know? And then uh, I don't know why the Israeli accent sounds French, right? <laughs> it's a little bit. It's like French Israeli. It's like, yeah, I don't, I'm not doing it right. I went on birthright. Like, uh, Get out of here. Are you Jewish? Ago. I am Jewish. That's fucking yeah, great. Yeah, that's fucking I had high. no idea. Is that water? Can I drink this water? Yeah. What do you mean? Can you drink this water? Yeah. I didn't there's know a, this well, there's a little ketamine in it because I know you like things laced. Oh, Imagine, shit. dude. No, I things just, just start going. Whoa. I just. I no, just thought it was you. like just for show. No, that'd be fucked up. Imagine. I'm like, there's the water. You can't drink it, but it's there just for show. This is okay. a nice little setup you got here, bro. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, I've been here for like six years. We are live. Uh, is this camera on? What's going on, man? Listen, the name's Franklin. I'm actually from England. I was just Whoa, fucking with dude, this. dude, that's a fucking good English accent. The that might have been the best accent you've done so far, by the way. You see, the thing is, I do a lot of voices, but the problem is, I got a friend, Danny. He's a, he's a little bit of a fucking bloke, the guy. He's a real geezer. I don't trust him. I don't like the guy because, you know, he <laughs> fucked his sister. Who Ooh, does something like that? It's right. a bit... Yeah, it's weird. Then there's the Irish. Oh, you sound like Russell Brand, who's in an issue. Uh, I like Russell Brand. Right That's a good idea. I like him. I think there's a lot of potential with Russell. It's more like Russell. It's more like an older, confused Englishman from... For some reason, when I have headphones on, it throws off the accent. It tastes me... <laughs> I got, no, I'm serious. Because I got to hear it I got to fine tune it. So I stop the accent and then I'll tune it like a guitar and I'll start getting really into it. Then you swore chap on the fucking guy. You start doing the Irish. I'm from Dublin, Ireland. Fucking one of a kind. I told the guy he's a fucking tennis racket. And fuck the racket. I'll bounce a bowl of liquor off the guy's fucking head. 
Then you have the Arab. The Arab accent is easy, you know. Brother, what do you need? Listen, I make number one falafel. My father, he was born in Jerusalem. He came here on a fucking boat, you piece of shit. My friend, I tell you, <laughs> you are fucking going to die with cancer. This is not an Indian accent. This is more Sri Lankan. This is different. Motherfucking bitch. Bro, you should start doing sketches with yourself. I have Just a, you, use you as the main character. That's what I, I do, dude. My shifu, he teach me the number one form of a kung fu. I learned in China. My uncle, he teach me all the technique. He teach me the twist and jerk motion. Tony, did did your teachers hate you in school for My causing a ruckus? So I had a one teacher, Mrs. Chan. Every day I come to, to, to the classroom. I said, Mrs. Chan, what are you doing here? She go, Tony, why you imitate me? It's a no nice. Oh my God. And then the Filipino teacher is like, my mother, she wanted me to be a teacher, but I wanted to be a nurse. Didn't, didn't you find it growing up, it was difficult to do funny things as you're doing because teachers would probably tell you all the time to cut that shit out and you know, go to the principal? You know, the thing is, listen, is a, is a very, I'm in a very unique angle with this whole comedy thing because, you know, to be honest with you, I feel like, I'm mentally, you know, people talk about doing characters yeah, and stuff. Stable. I think that these people are, f for some reason, living inside my head and I transform into them little by little. And I tell these people, I say, listen to me, this is not something I'm in control of. You understand? I came in here as this guy, I leave in a fucking yeah, body. Bro, you've been like 10 people so far. And we love it. Yeah, I don't know. I'm done. But yeah, that's my thing. That's what I do. <laughs> that's what, that's, I mean, I did, this is the reason why I am who I am is because I was born 300 pounds, not getting pussy. You know, I was like a sexually frustrated pit bull. <laughs> my dad took me to see a hooker when I was like 18. He's like, Tony, you fuck this woman. I have to make sure <laughs> you're no gay. <laughs> How long were you 300 pounds for? Like, when did you lose the weight? I mean, I'm exaggerating. I was like 280. Well, yeah, for, okay, from that picture, 275 plus. 280, yeah. When did you lose that? So I started losing it when I was like 18, 19. And were you just eating poorly? So what happened was moving? I was smoking a lot of weed and I was eating like a house. So I would just play video games. I had these TY teddy bears that I would have talk to each other in different accents. What video games were you playing? I was playing Gears of War, loved Gears of War, Xbox. Fucking, I ducked the head down with the chocolate. <laughs> Just fucking go You're off. excited for the new Grand Theft Auto before we get back to it? Oh, I was playing Grand Theft Auto today. I just love fucking just putting the infinity Shooting cheat on. Yeah. The infinity cheat where you get like invincible for like five minutes and then you just go off. And start spraying. Start spraying loads everywhere. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I feel <laughs> Pause. Pause. Anyway, wait, let's get back to being 280. Oh, yeah. So I was eating a lot. Oh, yeah. So what happened was I worked at Wendy's. Well, I had a, I started my own ice cream business when I was 14 years old. I bought a freezer. I put it in my backyard. I started selling candy. That was my first thing I ever sold. 12 years old, I sold candy for a woman who gave me a flyer, and I would get only a dollar out of the three dollar candies. Right? I get a dollar for every candy I sell. But, but like, why am I selling this candy, this three, this candy for for this woman and giving only a dollar when I could buy the candy for 20 cents? And make all the money myself. I said, so fuck this lady. So I've always been entrepreneurial. She's like, you can't do this. Because she had a bunch of like idiot kids that just did it. I'm like, nah, bitch. I, 
I'm gonna get mine, son. You heard? <laughs> those kids went to school with you, or they nah? Just, they were like, just some in ran- the neighborhood. Some random. I don't even know where she got them from. It was kind of weird. In hindsight, like she's like an older woman, forties, picking me up in a BMW. I was twelve. It was kind of weird. In like hindsight, yeah. It was like kind of rapey. Like little, taking advantage yeah, it's a little of weird. Like younger kids. Yeah, it's just weird. I mean, I think if it was a man, it would be definitely weird. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, come in the car. I got candy. Like candy. Yeah, that's exactly. You're supposed to turn in the other direction if you guys ever hear that. I was like, candy, hold on. What kind anyway, of candy? Anyway, being entrepreneurial. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So then from there, I start selling candy in the schools, doing my whole little thing. I would make money. I'd get the candy. What did that look like? You'd invest $100 in buying candy bars and then make yeah, 400 Well, something like that? It, for me... <laughs> To me, I was eating, never get high on your own supply. I was eating a lot of you the candy. You get high on your own I was eating a lot of the candy, <laughs> and I was getting fat. That's where the money was. You wonder how, oh, how to get to 280 pounds. All right, you started ice, ice cream bits. So then from there, the next year, I'm like, Dad, I got to get a freezer. We got to get the inventory up. You know, because I noticed there's, in, my, in my, my community in Staten Island, there's like, a pool here, a pool here, and a pool here. It's like a round development, right? And I would corral all the kids from this community into my backyard to, to buy candy and ice cream at a discount. Okay. And then some of those kids would sell it and then some of them would just eat all of it. No, no, no. The- they would buy ice cream and they would for themselves to eat that day. Okay. But I was taking a lot of money away from the actual ice guy that was driving around. Because was, you were selling it for cheaper. Yeah. And he was getting, no, cause he I was selling it in general and they're buying it for me. Now he's coming around and he's like, bro, what the, like he makes money. That's his business. So like no, but you guys were selling it for the same price. Like, what was the what was the point? No, of- I was I was selling it for cheaper. Right, right. That's what I. That's yeah. What I but what I'm saying is, regardless, he don't want anyone selling because I'm taking money from him. So it's like he a true got, drug dealer situation. You yeah, get off my corner. But I was like a 13, 14 year old kid, so he got kind of tight and he pressed me a little bit. He was an older guy. This guy down the block from my house. I'm not supposed to use names, but you know, I'm saying I'll bleep that out. Yeah. yeah okay, I'll bleep it out. <laughs> All right. So, so eventually he's like. I see him and he gets really angry. He gets out of the truck. He goes, hey, you, you can't be doing this. You got to stop this. I was like, listen, I need to make money. I'm, I'm, I need money. I want to buy a car. He's like, you're 14. I'm like, I'm like, I want a car. He goes, how about this? Why don't I give you this truck to drive as a daily driver and you sell ice cream when you're done with school? I said, I said, deal. So I had an ID. You know, like a standard ID. It looked like, like, what's it called? So I showed my dad that my dad, I'm going to drive this ice cream truck for money. And I just like, you have license? I'm like, yeah, look. Okay, my dad can't read. What did you show him? I showed him the regular ID. He can't read. What do you mean the regular ID? Like, an, like, a, like a New York State, like. But you showed him a New York State ID. That, my father. Th- that you got? How did you get the ID, though? Because when you're 14 years old, you can get an ID that looks just like this. It says ID. Oh, my God, dude. That really does not look like you at all. Yeah. Pop it up right here. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so, so then I'm driving this truck around and I was really good. I, I was really like, I was getting like, for instance, instead of the truck made $500 a day, I started hitting the auto body shops. I was strategically overcharging certain people throughout the day. But the way I would do it, I was so clever at it. I don't care. I retired from the ice cream business. Go fuck yourself. No, listen, I did it with love. Listen, it doesn't, people get ripped off every day. Dude, it's, especially listen, being in like Times Square selling hot dogs, there's no way they don't sell the water $2 to explain. New Yorkers, $4 This to is the tourist. way it works. This is the way it works. I would sell ice cream in Staten Island, right? But I was so good at what I was doing 
Like I would, I would milk the shit down. I'd milk the ice cream down. <laughs> My boss is gonna fucking kill me if you ever find this out. <laughs> it is what it is. Listen, everybody it does it. Fifteen years ago, bro. No, no, no. no. This was fresh. I just stopped like two years ago. I'm retired. But listen, so um, yeah. So what happened was, um, where was I going with that? You were talking about just how you charge people oh, yes. more money. So when you overcharge, so like I'd be like, ah, it's like thirty dollars, but just give me twenty, you know, twenty five or something. Meanwhile, it's twenty. You told him it was 30. He thinks it was 30. Now he thinks, oh, I'm getting a deal. What does he do? He gives, gives you an extra th- five. Gives me an extra five. It's not about what you charge people. It's about how they feel about the transaction. When somebody steps up to the truck, I've dealt with thousands of people in like a day in terms of sales. I, I, do, I do high volume. Like I would do like the back to the beach uh, on Staten Island on South Beach. I would make like fucking five grand in one day, cash. And how much would you have to split that with the truck I was guy? technically supposed to take 25%, but I, that's what I did. You know what I'm saying? I technically took 25%. So, you know what I'm saying? Uh, allegedly, some people steal, allegedly, but I don't know <laughs> of those people. Sometimes people take like a whole thousand dollars off the top, and then they get a thousand, and then they're getting 250 off every thousand on top. So that's 1,700 for the day. Imagine making that two, three days a week, and then another two to three days a week. You're making like a thousand. You know what I mean? It's a lot of money. Hustling. Yeah. So what I'm saying is, I, I, well, first of all, I'm like, yo, how am I going to drive the truck? He goes, who's pulling over the ice cream man? I was 14 years old, driving this truck. If you looked on Google for a while, it actually showed the Italian ice truck in my driveway because it charged up at night. Yeah. So anyway, I got into a fight with the actual soft serve truck. Uh, you know Ralph Size? Yeah. That's what I used to work for, Ralph Size. I'm the reason why there's no more Ralph Size trucks. I'm the, the reason, like me, because I was selling too much ice cream, too much Italian ice for deals that people were going to me and not going to the stores, and the stores were paying franchise fees, and they were getting tight, and then they shut down the trucks. But you want to know something? Calm as a bitch, because not only did I lose 150000 once in 2016, but I lost 150,000, and I'll pull up the screenshot, send it to I saw this another 100 something thousand just recently, two years ago. I'm still holding the stocks, but they're worthless now. But listen, calm as a bitch. So, living honest life, I've been by the book for two years. You yeah. lost 150,000, what? Like Dogecoin? No. I was heavily invested in the Bank of Greece. For some reason, I liked the Ezekiel. Bank of Greece? What the I, hell? I don't know what I was thinking. The yeah. Greek, when I tell Greek people, they're like, what were you thinking? You know? <laughs> Are you crazy, Greece? Were you ever a gambler? I know you said briefly that you were I working can, with some Italian I monsters. I mean, I, I've listen, that's allegedly. Can confirm I, or can I? Allegedly. And listen, I'm past the statute of limitation. I, I'll, listen, i will be honest with you. If the FBI had me cornered and they're like, we, we know that, I said, I don't know nothing. In the past, like, I fucking was driving around, you know. Then I was, first of all, I was valeting for some guy. Let's put it that way. What does that mean? You drive in places? I was valeting for some guy's restaurant, okay? And then. But what did that job entail? So I was just valet driver. And then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, he's like, hey, what are you doing right now? I'm like, it's 12 o'clock and I'm going to go home. He's like, all right, now you're not. You're going to drive me in my Mercedes, pick up my friend, okay. going to go to the city. And then I would pick up this friend, lady friend. They would 
do things in the back seat as I'm driving. This is a limo or nah, this is a Mercedes Benz. I felt like pushing against the seat. I'm like, <laughs> to fucking drive. They're like having sex. I'm like get a little hard on. I'm like, oh God, I'm fucking oh. Look at the titties. Like, How old were you at that time? I was like 18. It was great. I was fat too. I was fat as fuck. That's why they thought I was Italian. They had no idea I wasn't I was Arab. They didn't know. It was like a running joke. You're valeting this guy, yeah. So then the next thing you know, hey, Tone, take this envelope, drop it off here. You know what I mean? The next thing you know, I didn't ask the questions. I don't even know what I was dropping off. You know I mean? But I'll never mention names and stuff of, of anything. But uh, yeah, come at me, FBI. Go fuck yourself. I'm not saying nothing. <laughs> take this to the fucking Tight lips, dog. Yeah, what's up, son? Fuck you, dog. <laughs> CIA to suck my dick. I'm a real fucking gangster from Staten Island. Let me tell you something. Talk about Staten Island. No, kid. I identify as an Italian. I really, I feel like there's, de- you know, people are like, oh, what are you? Are you Arab? I'm like, bro, I'm Arabic. I was born Arabic. But when I'm in a kitchen with Spanish people, I'm like, pendejo, no mames, wey. Dos hamburgueso con queso. El poquito de ensalada de pollo. Cállate, pendejo. Like, you, I'm Mexican. You jumped over valeting for this guy. Though, oh, yeah. So, okay, quickly. I'm sorry. That's the ADD. We're working on it. You said you're going to give me the Prozac, whatever the fuck. <laughs> I need to get some kind of medicine to riddle me down. I should really start smoking Indicas because the sativa is very crazy. <sighs> okay, back to the story. <sighs> Lately, I've been very, I just feel like a fucking killer. Like good? I've been working out. and in Oh, my let's head, go, bro. That'll my, fucking get you. I've been working out hard. And in my head, I feel like, like when I work out, I'm not working out. To just no no not to get big. You're working your I'm your working mind. out to like to go to war with the world to be like ready to stand in front of fifty thousand people and perform. That's what my fucking going through my brain when I'm on when I, when I'm in the when I'm on when I'm on stage and when I'm in uh, when I'm working out. I love that, bro. In general, let's yeah. get back. Get back. I'm sorry, I get this very distracted. No, I'll get. I'm bro. very I passionate. I'm gonna keep you on the line. I'm very passionate about this stuff in general. Like I'm really like I've always loved comedy and like. This whole thing, I wish I took it serious earlier, but I'm here now. I'm doing it. I'm I'm young. They you say know? the best day to start is any time. Is today? Yeah. <laughs> Instead of the, you know, it's freaking, true, they're bro. like, oh, I should have started five years ago. All right, well, you didn't. Let's start today. You know what I used to do with the valet thing? Yeah, I, I would. Yeah, I would. Yeah. So the reason why I got fat, I worked the valet. I worked at the um, that place, the restaurant. And every night, Wendy's. No, every night at that restaurant where I valeted. They would get rid of all the food, and I would take home all the Italian food. I would eat trays of penny vodka, trays Chicken of parm, right? Bro, I would eat that for three days straight, and I would get high. I'd eat that. I'd go into my ice cream truck. I'd eat ice cream. I'd eat pizza. I'd eat this. I'd eat candy. I was a fucking animal, and nobody stopped me, especially my parents. I feel like parents should like be like, hey, you can't get a double cone. You got a double chin. You know what I'm saying? Like, they gotta, Someone's got to say something. No? I agree. Fuck. I agree. I had moments like that. I mean, I was never 280 pounds, but I was like 30 pounds overweight. And it took like one of my boys to be like, yo, bro. What's up? You look a little, you look a little chunky, man. Yeah. And it, it was because I was eating legit a whole bag of trail mix, like every single night, not That's working crazy. out, drinking. You work and out it now. it up on you. Running I think, lift. I think that it's very good for your mind. I think that. It's the best. I think that working out, it just. And then I'm waiting tables all day. So, like, I'm constantly You're on moving. your feet. You're thinking, um, well, too. Well, yeah, like, I like like last month I made three grand from comedy, which is incredible. Incredible to say, like, I worked at comedy for six years and didn't make a dollar. 
a dollar. And now I'm making 3000 That's why like I'm down all this money in the stock market, but I don't even give a fuck. It's like I'm so like blessed to be here right now with this mindset. Are we going to get back to the ballet story at all now? <laughs> it could be the end of the story. I just like I want to dig if there's any more juice there. Like working for people that like would be I used to sketchy, I used to maybe. steal out of the cars and I was I was I was a very bad person. And do you think that it all hit you once you when I died? That, yes. I I changed. Yeah. So that's when it all hit you. Yeah, I just kind of became a different person. I started I started living a very honest life. You know what I mean? I go to hookers once a week only now. <laughs> At one point, I was trying to be a kung fu master. That's how it, what made me lose the weight. You didn't know that? Oh, I didn't. I didn't tell. You. <laughs> I, didn't, I was trying to be. Bro, that's what? Yeah, hold on. I'll show you some. Hold a on. A kung fu master? How old were you? At that's that point? what made me lose the weight. Where'd you go to learn kung fu? <laughs> Where were you taking kung fu classes and just so, in gym? No, nah, so I used to go to this guy, Master Zhang. He was my shifu. And what's uh, a shifu? Kung shifu, fu master. Shifu is like a master of kung fu. Yeah, it's like the authentic Chinese my shifu, shifu. That's how you say it. Because the Chinese uh, language has four ways of saying each character. Fu, 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 fu. You know, it's like the. It's there's th four pronunciations of each. So shifu. Anyway, yeah. Anyway, yeah, so I used to learn Chinese. I was obsessed with the Chinese culture because I was into, like, fantasy and, like, uh, like drag. Like, I always thought that down in China somewhere, <laughs> I thought that in China, and I still believe that there's some kind of magical situation over there where there's, like, kung fu people that could fucking jump and float in the air and, like, Real ninja shit. I feel like that exists. My friend Santo is like a UFC fighter. He's like a fucking professional CFC fighter. And he like trains with martial arts. He's like, bro, I'll fuck up one of those. <laughs> he goes, I'll fuck up one of those kung fu guys. They come stupid at me. He goes, if they come throwing those stupid kicks, I'll fucking lock that. You know, because he's a wrestler and shit. But I still think, I always believed in China like being this like magical place. Because of just how it was represented in the films like jackie chan was also always like my biggest inspiration in even comedy because he was a comedian and i wanted to be before i knew about comedy oh so you want to laugh this is actually a really good story so the reason i'm even in comedy is because i so when i was 22 i didn't even know comedy existed right I, w I was uh i was just thinking like comedy was movies like eddie murphy was an actor I never seen stand up because I come from Middle Eastern family. They don't watch stand up. So, um, so yeah. So, so what happened was, I was gonna go to this Chinese kung fu school. Uh, it, it was in it was in Wudong Song. It was the Taoist kung fu school. Uh, my uncle sent his friend who was in China. He's a musician. My uncle is a famous musician, Simon Shaheen. Uh, very he, he performed all over the world and he sent somebody because he has people all over the world sent this guy to check out the school he checked out the school took pictures took a couple classes it was a tai chi school and all of a sudden uh he when he comes back i'm i'm ready to move to china and do this five-year kung fu program how old were you at that time 22 years old i was going to commit this i thought i was going to go to china 
do this Kung Fu school program. It was very cheap. I was going to live there, live their life, train, do nothing but Kung Fu. And honestly, my life might have been like, who knows? It could have still been an avenue, honestly. And I, I continue to like, I have that urge to become a fighter still in me. Uh, but what happened was I dislocated my shoulder. I wasn't training properly. I was very fat, doing a lot of push-ups. It was a lot of extra weight on my shoulder. My shoulder popped out. It got me really depressed. And then I, and I had to go to physical therapy, and, and I didn't have insurance. So me being like a smart kid, I started working at a physical therapy place just to learn to fix myself. That's how I fixed myself. There wasn't really YouTube back then like that. So that's, I, I, so I hurt my shoulder. I was really upset about it because I, all I wanted to be was a fighter. I wanted to go to China, get, do Kung Fu, and then come back. I always did the voices, right? So I wanted to be like a Jackie Chan, but like the did voices. I thought that was going like, to be the angle. Like, oh, I'm going to be an actor, comedian, comedic actor. And then that happened. And then I went to physical therapy and I met this guy, Brian Mabry, right? And Brian Mabry is my boss who hired me to work there and then also became a friend. And I was just always doing impressions of my dad, talking about the hookers, talking about the weed. And he's like, yo, man, this is funny stuff. You should do stand-up comedy. And I was like, what's stand-up comedy? And then he showed it to me. And then from that day forward, I knew that's what I had to do. This is what I was meant to do. And then I got on Broadway open mic like a week later with Sheba Mason and shit. What was the response like from people in your neighborhood and your family once you started doing stand-up? Oh, it was fucking... They were so disappointed in me. Really? Especially maybe being from a mid traditional Middle Eastern family? Yeah. Um, nah, they just didn't get it. They thought I was stupid. Uh, my dad knew that I was making fuck tons of money on the ice cream truck. And in his head, coming from where he came from, with his struggle, his background, he's like, you're making $5,000 a week and you want to go fuck around in Manhattan do comedy? What are you, fucking retarded, Tony? When I, when I start getting the money, I'm opening the best ice cream business money because I got these crazy ideas. I'm not going to share them with anyone because fuck you guys, you're not getting my ideas. But I'm telling you right now, I spent 13 years on an ice cream truck. You best, you, listen, Ben, Jerry, you better fucking watch your back. What are you going to call it? Are you going to sell it to stores or are you going to open shops? Uh, I'm going to, first thing I'm going to, it's going to be some really amazing concoctions. Like, just think of the best cookie sandwiches you ever had. Crazy tartufas, just, just wild stuff. I made this thing, and I'm copy. Listen, me saying it on here is copywriting it, all right? <laughs> I make this trademark. thing trademark. It's an inside-out Sunday, where I would, I would be on the ice cream truck. I would make a Sunday form, right? Big ball of ice cream, and I would make the center hollow. By the way, I would fill up the ice cream cup, and I'd freeze it, and I'd burrow a hole in the middle, and I'd put all the ingredients: the Oreos, the peanut butter, this. Then I dip it. Then I'd roll it in some shit. Then I would dip it again, freeze it. And now you got a fucking tartufa inside out Sunday type of thing. Oof, I'm a very, listen to me, I'm a very nasty chef. Nasty. I'll fuck cook the shit out of this. Bro, food. I'm vegan. You cook any vegan foods? I cook everything. Vegan, that's my specialty. Really? I'm, I'm everything. Beans, rice. I make the best white jasmine rice you ever had Oof. in your life. With olive oil, oregano, fresh basil, 
Uh, you do a little, yeah, dude. I've I've always been like natural, so like, I don't like any of the processed stuff. So I'll eat beans, rice, couscous, like hearty stuff. Chickpeas, avocados. Oh yeah, dude. But do you feel like ever limited in terms of strength gain? Vegan? No, it just depends but on how much I I train. To be honest, like if I run too much or fast too much, like bro, I haven't eaten today. I'll I'll eat after this pot. But like sometimes if I go too crazy on the fasting i'll feel myself be like a little bit i don't want to say weaker but a little bit more uh i guess just less energy but then i could just crank it up with the amount of food i eat Dude. you know and it just changes yeah. from day to day it's it's kind of crazy like you know i i mean you know the arabic cuisine it's a lot of vegetables like my mom she would make mjadara, which is a classic arabic dish it's lentils and rice and then we fried onions on top um it's served with with salad it's very it's very hearty, but also very light. And dude, I could eat that dish like three times a day. What day. when did this change though? Where you started eating healthy oh, and able to cook for yourself? My uncle's of the candy. My uncle Sam, not the tax it's, guy. No, no, I have multiple uncles. <laughs> Can I take this thing off? Fucking yeah, sweat. bro, for sure, dude. Sweating over here. So my uncle Sam, uh, he had this business in Brooklyn, gourmet. Bay Ridge it's Deli. In, oh, okay. I was going to say. It's in so, Canada. yeah, it's in Bay Ridge. So, I would drive there every day, and this restaurant, this it's not, it's, it's a takeout place with very minimal seating, uh, but they would have one, two, three, five, six, six times 10, 60 dishes, 60 dishes that come out in rotation. So, you'll have all the cold foods, the, the uh, avocado salad, the cucumber salad, the string beans, the escarole. The wild rice, which is a, a, a cranberries, walnuts. So I was the most stubborn kid. I wouldn't eat anything but macaroni and cheese, French fries. And my uncle Sam was actually the same guy that taught me how to swim. He's like, nah, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> he he taught me how to swim by throwing me in the water in like the seven feet. He's like, you're gonna learn how to swim. He's he's born, you know. So like, and my uncle Sam is crazy. Like he smokes weed. Fucking guys, and did I love you, Uncle Sam? But you know, he's. He's out there. He's outside heavy with the, with the you know what I'm saying, the other stuff. But anyway, I don't even want to put that in there. But anyway, so my uncle Sam, he's, he, every night, like, he would have me smoke, and then, like, I would smoke. With, but I wanted to smoke, because I was the smoke, I was smoking weed myself. So anyway, so we'd smoke, and then I'd try all these different concoctions. And whenever my uncle Sam made something, it was so unbelievably flavorful. It seasoned like, very well. Dude, he would make these portobello mushrooms with sautéed onions, but he would grill them with these seasonings and then he would put like tahini sauce on top. It was unbelievable. And I would eat that and I was like, wow. So everything, so then that advanced, he actually opened my palate and then also put me in high pressure cooking kitchen situations where I would work the grill, work this, make this, do this, do this, make falafel sandwiches, busy, you know, that business used to kill it. It was a, it was a very, it was a staple in Brooklyn. So it was constantly busy. Uh, I learned kind of how to be my like, personality, talk to people. Yeah, so yeah, that's what changed my palate. That's what changed it. Yeah. I got a crazy. I am telling you, I got a crazy story, bro. You know, <laughs> it's it's when when I stopped comedy and I and I thought about like what I like why I stopped. Like, it's just I was just a pussy. What the, what when was the time frame that you stopped? What year to what year? Do you remember? 2018, 2019, I stopped. And I got back into it two years ago. But then, no, no. Honestly, I think I stopped once before, too. Because 
I had like a year. I had like a year and a half off. Then I got back into doing shows. Why'd you stop? Because I was a pussy. Describe that. I just was afraid of bombing. I was afraid of going up there and just, I hated the preparation of the jokes, preparing for the jokes, preparing for the set. Like I was doing, I was doing in 2018, 25, 23 minute sets. And I was doing well. Look, look. And then bomb the next show. Yeah. And it was scary for me. And I didn't know how to handle it. And I had no, no, I wasn't doing stand-up every day. I was doing it once in a while. Once every two weeks. Once every three weeks. And then I got back into it. And I did it twice a week. First week. First month, twice a week. Second month, four times a week. Third month, every day. And then it's been every day since. What have you noticed in the power of consistency just oh, throughout your life? God. Throughout your life. Uh, whenever you do something and that's all you think about. And honestly, I think truth, you have to be honest with yourself. You have to be able to look at yourself and say, you have to not be delusional. If you look at yourself, oh, that was a great set. That wasn't. What did I do right? What did I do wrong? And the power of consistency you understand that it's okay to fail. It's okay for something not to work. But now it's kind of crazy because, like, I'm up there on stage and not, like, I'm not saying this to brag or flex or not be humble, but like 90% of the time, I'm having really good sets. Like, good sets. 10% of the time, it's still not bad, but it's not like sick. But like, the bombing thing, I, I'm if, if a joke doesn't land, it gets weird. I come out of it. I don't know how. I just have been come. lately. I've been feeling very honest up there. All right, Tony, man, this has been for That's real, cool. unreal. Yep. I appreciate it. Thank you Yo. so much for coming on the pod. Yo. Before we get out of here, yeah, yeah. we're popping up your Instagram right here. Oh, yeah, right, Please yeah. let us know what your Instagram is and where we can find you coming up. This will oh, yeah, be yeah, up. Yeah. Uh, um, this will be up on this Thursday. So whatever okay. you got, like this weekend, whatever. Oh, this it'll be up this Thursday? Yeah, today being Monday, yes. So Thursday's what, the 21st? I think so, yeah. So, the, yeah, the 21st, I'm going to be actually at Governor's Comedy Club. I'm, I've am i been on tour with Danny Lopriore for the last, like, almost a year. So I've been doing, uh, we did Caroline's, we did the entire East Coast. Uh, he's doing another leg of the, another leg of the tour is going to be London and all that, uh, Texas, California, and shit like that. But uh, for now, we're going to be at, the uh, Stress Factory on the 27th in Jersey and Governor's on the 21st. So, yeah. They can. Anything else you want to spit down the tube before we get out of here, bro? Any words of wisdom? Uh, listen, if you start an ice cream business, don't eat your own supply. <laughs> <laughs> also, uh, you know what I'm saying? I just got my own apartment, ladies out of here. You know what I'm saying? How about your boy? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, yeah, man, listen. If you, if you love something, uh, do it. Chase your dream. Go out there, unless you like touching little boys, then just like leave that shit to your head. You know what I'm saying? 100%. Tony, <laughs> you're the freaking man. Guys, thanks so much for tuning in. This is quite the episode, as you heard. Check the link in this YouTube video. We got Ted Jones Comedy Shows coming hell. up. Dude, we got to get you on the Ted Jones Comedy Show, all right? Yeah, whenever you want. Yeah, hell yeah, bro. Absolutely. Very soon. Guys, thanks so much for tuning in. We'll Ted see you Jones next World. time. Peace. <laughs>